You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Time to lock and load. Time to get control. Time to search for soul and start again. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, finally joined by David Harrison, who is about three coughs away from his deathbed, but I'm excited that he's here. You can check out everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. David, buddy, are you going to make it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm still coughing a lot, so I'll try to mute my mic every time I need to. Yeah, I... Uh... I know I'm <clears throat> we'll see you're you're passing your your throat. Um I know I'll end up doing the majority of the talking for this episode, but it's nice to have you back. I know you've been down and and trying to get better and this cold has just been uh just been rocking you. So we apologize to everyone for missing on some episodes. Um but you know things happen. You know people get sick. Yeah, and, and I had stuff going on and it's just been a busy week, but we're here for you now to preview the Bucks and the Ravens. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson, as many of you know, was named the starter over a healthy and very upset Joe Flacco. But you, you can't blame the Ravens for doing it. I mean, the Ravens are still very much in the playoff hunt, and, and they kind of control their own destiny at this point with the Steelers faltering. You, you have a phenomenal defense with the Ravens. They're playing at home against a Buccaneers team that just looked, I mean, the, the first half about on, on Tuesday, they looked outstanding and then just absolutely imploded and fell apart. Donovan Smith is, is getting, you know, upset on, on Twitter because he's being criticized. And, um, you know, the offensive line is just falling apart and, and Jameis had a rough game and, you know, the Ravens are going to throw a lot of things at Jameis Winston on Sunday. Honestly, I'm interested to see how he responds you know, how you know, are we going to stick with this visor? Jameis is better than regular Jameis, or is this the game where he kind of slips back into his multiple turnover type of play? But hey, this is this is not an easy matchup, and I don't see a whole lot of things going too well for the Buccaneers on Sunday. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to be you know supremely confident coming into this game just because of how effective Baltimore has been uh, this season on defense and. You know, a lot, a lot of fans, a lot of people who watched the game last weekend are, are frustrated, and and you know, rightly so. I mean, it's the same thing we've been complaining about pretty much in, uh, during the entire Dirk Cutter uh, era. Is that you just you don't see enough adjustment, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They came out in the second half and and largely tried to do exactly what they did in the first half, but the opposing defense came out and adjusted for what they were doing and were able to contain them, obviously, and prevent them from scoring, uh, ultimately leading to a loss. So. It'll be interesting to see what happens. The Ravens have players that match up very well against the Buccaneers defense, even though it, it might look on paper like the Ravens don't have a very stout offense. Uh, I actually kind of think that Baltimore's key key players, guys like Lamar Jackson, guys like Kenneth Dixon, actually match up very well uh, against what the Buccaneers struggle with most uh, from what we've seen this season. Yeah, and you you still have the injuries to uh, to Justin Evans and Isaiah Johnson causing some issues at safety. So I mean, don't sleep on and you know you know he's my boy. Don't sleep on John Brown. 
because that guy can flat out fly and, and he can expose this secondary, especially being able to take the top off of the Bucks defense. And he's been one of those hit or miss guys all year long. He's he, he's to me, he's like a younger, not quite as as athletic Deshaun Jackson. He's going to have games where he gets you two receptions for 114 yards and two touchdowns. Then he's going to have you know three games in a row where he gets you a combined two catches for 12 yards. Yeah, that's just kind of kind of how he is. But against a secondary like Tampa's, uh, I look at John Brown as being one of the one of the biggest X factors because he can he can turn the game in a real quick hurry, uh, especially with Lamar Jackson out there. So. I do think that the Ravens, um, you know, they basically have the advantage at, at just about every position. Um, you know, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not really thrilled about this game. I have I have family stuff going on on Sunday. I'll have the game on. I'll be paying attention. I'll be doing the tweets from the Bucks Nation account uh, at uh, at Bucks underscore Nation. Uh, we're doing a Marvel gift day, by the way, David. I I know you're very excited about that, but. Um, you know, this is not one that I'm I'm getting super hyped for. So before uh, David, before we move on to uh, to our predictive offensive and defensive players of the game, we of course have to uh, have to give a shout out to a new sponsor of the podcast, and and we're a little late on this read, but we wanted to make sure that we got it in there because we are so excited to have DraftKings as part of the Locked On Podcast family. Look, bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. How huge? We're talking over $1.5 million in total prizes. With one-week fantasy at DraftKings, you choose when to play. Draft a new team every week with no season-long commitment. At DraftKings, you are the GM. Just choose your players, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. No matter what your skill level is, there is a contest waiting for you at DraftKings. So if you've been thinking about trying one-week fantasy football, now is the time to play. Nothing makes Football Sunday more exciting than when you have a DraftKings lineup on the line and our listeners can play free with your first deposit to compete for your share of over $1.5 million in total prizes. Just go to DraftKings.com or download the DraftKings app today. Use code LOCKEDON to enter a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit and compete for your share of over $1.5 million in total prizes. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And David, I I just signed up as for those of, of our listeners that listen to our fantasy show. Um, they know that I usually go towards FanDuel. I'm actually in a FanDuel league. Um, and so that's the, the DFS that I lean towards. I just signed up. For DraftKings, I made my my deposit. I got my free uh, three dollar free play, and uh, I'm excited to use it. Uh, you know, I might enter a Saturday only contest because, as people here on our fantasy show, I'm not excited about a lot of the Sunday matchups. Um, 
but yeah, I'm I'm excited that DraftKings is on board, man. It's it's going to be a lot of fun having them as uh, one of the sponsors of the show. Yeah, I haven't actually uh, done daily fantasy this year, but when I did play daily fantasy last year, uh, DraftKings was was the uh, platform that I used. So. I was very happy to see that they were joining us here at the Locked On Network. All right. Well, David, let's get into our predictive players of the game. I will go ahead and, and start with my predictive offensive player. We'll help you uh, rest those vocal cords for as, as long as, as possible. Um, plain and simple, I don't like any of them. Um, I am going to go with Adam Humphreys, and here's why. I know I've I've picked Adam Humphreys before. He didn't have a, a great game against the Saints. But to me, if the Buccaneers are going to have a shot at winning this game, it's going to be about the quick passes from Jameis. It's going to be the safe passes from Jameis. So to me, that leads to two players that he can get these quick dump-off passes to, and it's outside of the running back position, because, of course, he'll be able to dump off to Barber or Quiz. But that points me in the direction of Adam Humphreys and Cameron Brait. I think the Ravens are going to be far more concerned about shutting down Cameron Brait. And if Adam Humphreys has these one-on-one opportunities, especially underneath and and on these short to intermediate routes that he normally runs, I think Adam Humphreys is going to have a big day. Can it be enough to spark the Bucs to a victory? I don't know, but it's going to be key that Humphreys is that guy that Jameis can trust, he can rely on, he can complete those high percentage throws to and move the ball down the field to get into the red zone and give guys like Mike Evans and uh, and Cameron Brait and Chris Godwin the opportunity in the end zone to, to use their size to their advantage. So to me, Adam Humphreys has to be the guy for the Bucks, if they are going to upset the Ravens in Baltimore. How about you? I'm going with Peyton Barber, and honestly, it's not even so much Peyton Barber, but he's going to be kind of the guy that we see on the on the forefront of this. It's the running game, uh, and a lot of that honestly lies on the shoulders of the offensive line. But when, the, when, when Peyton Barber gets 16 or more carries in a game this year, the Buccaneers are 4-2. and two. So getting the running game going at least to a point and those aren't even all 100-yard games for Peyton Barber. Um, so he doesn't even need to necessarily have 100 yards rushing or you know three touchdowns for the Buccaneers to be successful. But if he can pick up those important yards, those second and short, those third and short situations, convert those first downs, move the chains, and keep the opposing offense off the field, then that only helps the defense, which, as we all know, is very young, very inexperienced, because the less time the opposing offense has on the field, the less creative they are allowed to be they have to kind of get to the point faster because they have less time to get into the end zone. So it just helps the other side of the ball and helps you play complimentary football. So I don't think the Buccaneers win unless Peyton Barber gets at least 16 carries in this game. So for that reason, Peyton Barber is going to be my offensive player in this game. All right. Defensive player of the game for me. Um, I think it's Carl Nassib. And again, it's going to be about how the Buccaneers are going to be able to stay in the game and have a chance at this upset. And to me, it's about contain. You have to contain Lamar Jackson. You cannot give him running lanes. So it's going to fall on the shoulders of JPP and Carl Nassib to keep Lamar in the pocket. 
from there, I mean, you can have the pressure from the middle from from Vea and and Gerald McCoy run some blitzes with with Levante and and, and Taylor and, and who even Jordan Whitehead can get involved. But you have to keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. He is so dangerous with his legs, and we've seen guys like Cam Newton just absolutely shred this defense using his legs. You can't allow that to happen. If the Bucs are going to stay in this game, they can't let Lamar beat them with his legs. They can't let him run wild through the second and third levels because he will absolutely deflate the entire defense when he does so. We've seen it with Cam Newton. We saw it earlier this year with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, this this is huge. So to me, it's going to fall on the guys like JPP and Carl Nassib. And Nassib has been an absolute blessing for this team. I wrote in my in my pick six on Monday. You know, I realize he has a year left on his contract, and it's a very affordable, very team friendly uh, salary for the final year of his contract. Lock him up. Get him an extension now because Nassip has been absolutely phenomenal, and he is the perfect complement to Jason Pierre-Paul on the other side. So I, I love Nassib. I know you love Nassib, and, and to me, it's it's going to fall pretty heavily on his shoulders to try to uh, try to keep Lamar Jackson grounded. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Nassib. Um, my defensive player of the game is going to be Vita Vea for a lot of the same reasons you just said. I think getting pressure early in the face of Lamar Jackson is going to be huge. Uh, I think that if Lamar is forced to kind of watch what's happening in front of him, he's not going to be able to negotiate around edge rushers like Carl Nassib, JPP, and it'll allow uh, blitzing linebackers when they do blitz to, to be able to come in and, and hopefully wrap him up and finish him off. Because like you said, if Lamar Jackson is allowed to move freely and have space to operate, it's just not going to work out well for the Bucs. So uh, Vita Vea, you know, I think he's had a better – uh, last couple of games than he's had, you know, than he had when he first started the season, uh, coming off the injury and missing training camp and all that. But uh, this is a game that I'm really looking forward to seeing if he can make an impact. Yeah, he really has. You, you can see the growth and you can see the comfortability and and the the learning curve is, is he's getting there. And that's something that you and I have talked about a lot. He didn't have the the training camp. He didn't have the you know, the preseason. Yeah, this is something he's had to learn on the fly, and you can see him get a little bit better each and every week. And and for our listeners on Twitter, yeah, if you don't follow Stephen Che, I highly recommend you do. And he does a film breakdown of every single game. That's how he ended up getting into an argument with Donovan Smith. Um, but he pointed out a few plays where Vea is really growing, and he's really starting to do some great things. So yeah, I mean if. Again, if the Bucs are going to have a shot at this, guys like Nassif, guys like Vea, they have to be able to just absolutely stop Lamar Jackson in his tracks and keep him from, from going berserk with his legs. You know, if, if you can do that, Lamar Jackson still makes some of those silly rookie mistakes and he forces passes where they don't need to be forced. And the way this defense has taken the ball away from opposing teams in the past few weeks, you really – really start to give yourself a chance. But if you start letting Lamar Jackson run the ball, the Bucks are pretty much toast. Before we go, of course, we have to get those final score predictions. So I'll, I'll let you start. Um, you know, what's, what's your final score prediction for this game? All right. So this kind of ties into what we both talked about on the defensive side of the ball and what I talked about on the offensive side of the ball. 
So the Baltimore Ravens have given up 100 yards rushing to an opposing team six times this year. How many of those games do you think they've lost? Uh, Three of them. Five. Wow. So five of the six games they've given up 100 yards rushing to their opposing offense. Not just one running back, but the opposing offense. They've lost those games. They've lost those games five out of six times. Six times this season, the Baltimore Ravens have lost the time of possession battle. How many of those games do you think they've lost? Five. Six. Ah! So every single game, the Baltimore Ravens have lost the time of possession battle. They have lost that game. And I know stats are for losers, but that's not a coincidence. All right. So bottom line is and the Baltimore Ravens have six losses. Okay, so do the math on that. That means every time they've won the time of possession battle, they've won the game, right? So bottom line is if the Buccaneers are going to win this game, they got to win time of possession, and they almost have to rush for 100 yards because uh, that's just how this season is going for the Baltimore Ravens. That's how you simplify the Ravens' offense even more than it already is, to be honest with you, and the easier you make it on your own defense to keep them out of the end zone and keep them from putting points on the board and allowing your offense the opportunity to do so themselves. So that's what has to happen, and that's why I predicted Peyton Barber as the offensive player of the game. And because of all that, the Buccaneers are going to win 30-27. to 27. Wow. All right. Well, everything that you just laid out that has to happen, I don't think does. This offensive line has not given me any kind of confidence in the fact that they can – open up the lanes for the Buccaneers to have a hundred yards rushing. And if they're not running the ball, you know, and, and, and sustaining these long drives, they're not going to win the time of possession. I just don't see it. You know, I, I hope you're right, David. I do, but I just do not see it happening. And um, my final score prediction for this one, uh, much to the you know, anger and, and frustration of, uh, of Bucks fans, I'm taking the Ravens 27 to 14. So, with that, please make sure that you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Send in your voicemails. I know some of you sent in voicemails that we didn't get to because we had to cancel a few of our recordings. Uh, we apologize. We really do. We're going to make sure we get to as many of those as humanly possible next week even if that means we have to do another one of the all voicemail episodes we are going to get to your questions your concerns your thoughts um you know everything so please send us those voicemails at 813-444-5841 we're only a few weeks away from the drawing for that autographed Quan Alexander jersey so if you want a shot at winning that you got to make sure that you get your voicemails into us I promise we will do everything we can to play as many of those as possible here for the final three weeks of the season. Get as many of you entered into win as possible. Please make sure you're following along on Twitter at locked on bucks at Jarco underscore bucks at DH 82 underscore bucks. And for those of you that don't follow bucks nation, make sure you're following them at bucks underscore nation. Uh, I do a lot of the tweeting from that account. Now uh, take something else off of our, uh, off of our site manager, Gil Arcia's plate. And uh, I've been running polls every week, if you haven't seen, as to what uh, what gifts I'm using during the game. We've done The Office. We've done Parks and Rec. We've done, uh, uh, shoot, what was the last one that I just did? Um, 
uh, Will Ferrell movies. Uh, this Sunday for the Ravens game, we're doing uh, Marvel. Uh, a lot of people are excited about Avengers Endgame, so we're going to get out a bunch of Marvel gifts and, and have fun with that just to try to make the game a little more fun and a little more entertaining while I think the Buccaneers go on to lose. Make sure you check out our fantasy episode dropping right around noon today on Friday. Appreciate each and every one of you listening. and so Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. Oh,